Leaning Toward Wisdom, the podcast. Today's a question. How's your clock speed? Computers have a clock speed. Here's the definition. The clock speed measures the number of cycles your CPU executes per second measured in gigahertz. A cycle is technically a pulse synchronized by an internal oscillator. But for our purposes, they're a basic unit that helps understand a CPU's speed. (laughs) That didn't help at all, did it? Uh, The point is the higher the clock speed, the faster the computer. Yeah, there are other factors, but depending on your computing, you know, whether you're into gaming or graphics or CAD or video rendering and other very intensive tasks, you're going to want the highest clock speed in a CPU that you can afford. Uh, But we're not going to talk about computers. We're talking about people, humans, because we also got clock speed. Greetings and welcome inside the Yellow Studio. My name is Randy Cantrell. I'm your host here, coming to you from Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas. The Yellow Studio 3.0. haven't got the kinks worked out just yet, but it's all good. I'm not a neuroscientist, so I don't have any idea if it can be measured. That is human clock speed. But you do know it when you see it. We talk about how fast or how slow somebody is. Yeah, you, you don't want to be. You don't want to be considered slow. Some of us are fast at some things and we're slow at other things. Some of us are fast most of the time while others in that particular area might be slow much of the time. Uh, Clock speed, it's evident in a number of things. My son and I went to lunch with a friend the other day and, you know, my son's, he's, he's out front by half a dozen paces or so. And the buddy says, you know, see, I always move this fast. (laughs) I, I get that same response. Sometimes it can be evident in our walking pace. It can be evident in our communication. It can be evident in handling adversity in facing opportunities in navigating new or strange situations. I mean, just about anything and everything you could look at humans and you could determine in that area of life clock speed. Oh, I I don't mean with some precision and put a number to it, but you can just tell fast, slow. Ben Shapiro, Ben Shapiro, he of Daily Wire, he has got extraordinarily high clock speed. I mean, really high clock speed when it comes to thinking and articulating and communicating. William Buckley, I'm dating myself. William Buckley, 
I used to love to I used to love to watch him. Um, he had high clock speed. It illustrates how clock speed isn't merely gauged by how fast somebody talks. Because Shapiro, I mean, he's just a million words a minute. Buckley, he had high clock speed intellectually, but he was a little bit more of an ambler, you know, and rambler when it came to putting words to it. Kind of funny. I, I really enjoy. I enjoy watching human communication. I enjoy, especially. Of course, who doesn't enjoy watching bright people articulate some idea? I'm a big Jordan Peterson fan. Jordan Peterson, he's got high clock speed. Uh, The rest of us, we mere mortals, you know, we're definitely operating. Well, let me speak for myself. I'm operating at a significantly lower and slower clock speed than any of the aforementioned people and countless, countless others. And I got to thinking about this a good long while ago, and I started just kind of jotting down some notes, and I won't claim that I really got anywhere because, well, I don't know that I've got a high clock speed, so I do have a limitation. I'm just wondering, is there anything that is there anything that we could do to elevate that? And I look at these guys and gals that are just rock stars at high clock speed, and I'm wondering, you know, could a could a person, let's for grins and giggles, let's say me, is there anything I could do, anything at all that I could do that could elevate my clock speed to even remotely just sniff the atmosphere where these people operate all the time? I'm not sure. I'm really not. I'm I'm not sure at all. I I suspect the answer is no. I suspect the answer is well, you are the constraint, you are the limitation. And that brings the whole conversation really to the focal point of it all. When we ask the question, how's your clock speed? You know, how's your capacity for things? And some of it I completely agree with my wife and other people who seem to come from the belief you just kind of are what you are. Now, my wife doesn't, she doesn't ever take the position that you can't do anything to get better, that you can't grow, that you can't improve. But she just puts a pretty heavy emphasis on there's just limitations. But where's that line? Like, where's the line in your your clock speed capability? Where's the line in, in what you can do? I made a comment to Lisa Norris, my co-host on the Grow Great podcast found over at growgreat.com. And we were just, I had made a remark that over the years, all the people that I have coached, all the people that I've consulted with, I've made it a habit at some point in asking people about achieving their goals. And I don't, I can't think of a single exception where I have asked people, how often have you set out to achieve something and it didn't happen? And 100% of the people will pause and they'll look around and they'll look at me and they'll go, you know, I, I, I pretty much have. I mean, I, I've pretty much achieved what I set out to achieve and I have to concur. And my conclusion then is whether it's clock speed or anything else, I mean, we're the limitation. 
So if I have achieved mostly what I set out to achieve, if I have achieved everything I set out to achieve, it could be argued, well, you're not trying hard enough. You're not setting your aim high enough. You're not pursuing things that are, you need to pursue things more difficult. You need to, you need to dream bigger, basically. It's probably true. It just is probably true. We have these beliefs and they, there's no question they limit us, but there's also no question that, come on, we've got limitations. I look at professional athletes, especially the pros, and you see these people that just, you can tell. I don't care how familiar you are, you are with the game. I'm not all that familiar with basketball, and I don't watch very much of it. But occasionally I'll, you know, it'll be on and I'll pass by and I'll leave it on for a few seconds. And you can just, even a, a rube like me can just tell when somebody, okay, they, they've just, they've got something. They've got something when it comes to this particular game that stands out for them above most everybody else, even on the floor, on the court. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be, you know, the end-all, be-all. We've got a guy here in Dallas, and he is ridiculously talented. Doesn't appear to be all in all that great shape, you know? Um, a big whiner and a complainer to the officials. I mean, I've watched enough games to, to see this. And I look at this guy, and I'm thinking, okay, when it comes to if we – if we make the analogy of clock speed to potential, crazy off the hook, really high. Is he going to achieve that clock speed? Don't know. Don't know. He's, he's really young, so it's early yet. You know, is he going to figure it out? Don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm looking with great interest, not because I'm interested in basketball and not because I'm interested in the Dallas Mavericks, but because I'm, I'm interested in human capacity and potential and natural gift. I mean, the guy's got, he's got something. Is he going to be able to leverage it for all it's worth? Don't know. We'll find out. So there is potential that even a rube like me can observe and can witness. And then there is, okay, well, is that potential going to be achieved? And there is that invisible thing. There is that non-clock speed related kind of a thing. I, I don't know what it is. I just don't know what it is. I mean, people have called it heart. They have called it competitive spirit. They have called it drive. They have called it focus. It has all kinds of names. I'm not quite sure exactly what it is, but best I can tell it's the price people are willing to pay, which I understand can translate to the drive, the desire, the passion, the yearning. So whatever language you want to put to it, put that language to it, whatever makes sense for you. And as you look at your own life, and as I look at mine, and I look at my capacity, my clock speed, in, in anything, in this podcast, what is my potential at leaning toward wisdom? Do I have the capacity 
to do this better? Do I have the capacity to make this a better show? Well, of course, I think I do. Now, some of my limitation may be, I, I don't know how. I'm not saying I don't know how. There are some things that I absolutely know how, but there are many other things I don't know. I just don't know. It's why my favorite quote still is, everything is hard until it's easy, and everything is slow until it's fast. I don't know. I don't know. Am I busy finding out? Sometimes. Now, here lately, I haven't been because I've been horribly distracted. I don't mean super busy, a lot going on, giving way to the Yellow Studio 2.0 to get Yellow Studio 3.0 happening, already thinking about planning for and getting things in place for the Yellow Studio 4.0, a lot going on, a lot of moving parts happening right now at a stage of life that I, w- I would have told you five years ago, no, that's I'm not, I'm not going to be doing that. Well, here I am. And so I'm in the throes of figuring it out. And part of what I'm figuring out is, okay, what's my clock speed? What's my capacity for any number of things? Well, I can tell you that we have found out rather quickly that our capacity for change and our capacity for embracing something that wasn't even on our radar a few years ago a few years ago is is proven to be extraordinarily high did i know that not really not really not until we dove in and decided okay we're going to give this a go and listen it's kind of like navy seal training or boot camp or any number of other endeavors that are like that. You know, it's kind of like training camp. You're trying to make a, a professional team, and you, you're not sure what you're capable of. You hope you're capable of making the team. You hope you're capable of passing the grade. But you get pushed, and you get pushed, and you push yourself, and you get pushed, and you push yourself some more, and some people don't make it. Some people tap out. Some people quit. Some people give up. Some people say, no, nah, I don't, I'm not willing to pay this price for it. And other people just realize that they hit, they hit that wall. They hit that proverbial wall. They, they hit the limit of their clock speed. They hit the limit of their capacity or do they? And how do you know? How do you know if you've really hit, if it's a capacity issue or if you just don't want to do it? And for me, that's the real rub. How do we know? How can we know I just can't do this versus, you know, I really just don't want to do this. I've talked to you before about playing the guitar, learning to play the guitar. I don't know how to play the guitar. I've had guitars forever and ever and ever. Still have a guitar. Don't know how to play it. Truth is, I really don't want to play it badly enough to learn to play it. If I did, I would. Do I think it's a capacity issue? Not really. Everything's hard until it's easy. Is it hard? Of course it was hard. And it's why I quit. Well, okay, let's look at that. How, how soon did I quit? Really soon. I didn't stick with it at all. I mean, not at all. I didn't give it I didn't give it more than a few minutes at a time ever. 
it's not a clock speed issue. It's I don't want to do it issue. But there are many other things in my life, and you have these too. Can you just not do it? Or have you just concluded, nah, I really would rather not. I just don't want, I don't want to pay the price. I don't want to make the sacrifice. I don't want to make the investment in time. Whatever. I get sometimes very intrigued by my own perceived limitations. And I'm going to be the first to tell you as a faith-based person, yes, we have limitations. So I'm not at all one of these people who's espousing the belief. Just put your heart into it and believe that you can do it and you can. No, I don't believe that. There are some things that are just beyond our capacity to do. I can tell you complicated math, well, simple math without a calculator, is is just difficult for me. It just is. Do I think that I'm an idiot? No, I don't think I'm an idiot. But numbers do not come as easily to me as words do. I know other people and numbers come very easily for them. Those kinds of concepts come easily for them. But articulating those thoughts come incredibly, they're just way more challenging. Is it a symbol of intelligence? Is it a symbol of limitation? I don't, I don't quite view it that way. I view it more as a symbol of they're bent a certain way. They have a natural proclivity toward something. They have a natural strength toward something and those strengths are not, they're not universal and they're not across the board. You know, that proverbial Renaissance man, right? The, the, the guy who he's great at everything. There is no such person. None of us are great at everything. We have our limitations. I guess for me, it's not so much a question of how's your clock speed. It's more of a question of, how are you leveraging where you're really good and how are you minimizing the negative impact of where you're not where my clock speed is slow. That is my capacity may not be even average. What can I do to minimize the negative impact that that could have on my life? And conversely, what can I do to maximize the impact of those things that just come pretty easily for me and not only come easily, but they come easily and I'm good at it. And those have to be coupled together. You and I both know there, there are a lot of people on the planet and something they'll say, well, yeah, that comes easy for them. And we're all looking at them going, yeah, well, it comes easy for you because you're terrible at it, (laughs) but they don't think so. They think they're good at it. Now, the only way that I know to determine that is through the viewpoint of other people. And we can talk all day long about, well, you know, don't let other people judge you. Don't take any discernment from other people. No, that's fool. That's foolish advice. We have got to let other people weigh in on where we're at with our clock speed, where we're at with our capacity, where we're at with our ability to get something done. The podcast leaning toward wisdom and any other podcast I do is largely measured in are people willing to give it their time and attention? Are people willing to click play? If they're not willing to click play, it doesn't matter how good I think I am. I'm not that good. Now, for me, this project, Leaning Toward Wisdom, 
isn't determined by mass volume. And so if a podcaster is going to get out there and say, well, my clock speed in, in podcasting, what is my clock speed? Well, relative to Joe Rogan, let's say, who is making hundreds of millions of dollars in podcasting, well, all the rest of us are just chumps. So I think that's foolish for me to gauge leaning toward wisdom up against Joe Rogan. I mean, he is a one-man media machine. I'm a one-man media what would be something way less than a machine? <laughs> you know, it doesn't have to be on the same scope and scale. Does it mean I'm terrible at it? I don't feel like I'm terrible at it, but I'm not Joe Rogan and I'm not fooled into thinking I am Joe Rogan, but there's another element here. And that element is it's a good thing. I'm not Joe Rogan because I'm not trying to be. And if I had the capacity to be, Maybe I would want to be, but I don't want to be. And it could be argued I don't want to be because well, I, I lack the capacity. I, I don't have that talent. I've got the talent to do what I do, and I'm just trying to find my lane. I'm trying to find my niche and stay in my lane. And I think there's great, great value to that. But come on, you know me. It's the parable of the starfish. It made a difference to that one. And when you're a guy like me driven to just make a difference to that one, I'm disinterested in mass media. I'm disinterested in huge, huge audience. So when you think about your clock speed and you think about your capacity and you think about the thing that you want to do, are they congruent? Is your clock speed your ambition? Is it congruent, and as well as your capacity, is it congruent with how you're doing? Are you on track? Are you moving forward? Are you getting better? Have you got something that comes pretty easily for you and you've got empirical evidence that you're pretty good at it, and oh, by the way, you're trying to make it better? I was talking with somebody the other day and they were discussing a family member who had begun taking uh, some form of medication for some mental health challenge. And the person had gotten to the point where they were like, okay, I'm, yeah, I think I'm good. I think I'm good. I don't think I need that medicine anymore. And the family member said, no, you're, you're feeling that way because the medicine is working. You need to keep on taking it and that morphed into a conversation very much like the one that I'm having with you right now with our capacity and we think yeah I'm, you know this is this is working for me this comes pretty easily and I'm pretty good at it and that's that and so we don't we stop putting effort into it when that probably no it absolutely not probably. It absolutely is the worst thing that we could do because that's the thing. That's the thing that you might ought to think about going pot committed to because this is the thing where you could really shine. Man, this is in the wheelhouse of your clock speed. So 
why would you put that on a back burner and then you shove something else to the front burner? I have conversations with business folks all the time, especially people that are kind of scattered. You know, they dabble with this, they dabble with that, they dabble with this other, and I'm so fascinated by business models. And I will look at it from an outside perspective, from kind of a, a, a disjointed perspective, because I don't have a dog in the hunt. And I'm like, well, why don't you put more, why do you, why do you not put more time and emphasis on this thing here? This thing here, which is multiples more profitable than anything else you're doing. Is there a reason that you don't, well, I, you know, I just, I kind of like this other thing. Oh, so do you like this other thing more than you like? No, I don't necessarily like it more than that. Well, okay. So what is it about? So you're willing to forego quadruple the profit margin to invest time in something that isn't nearly as profitable just just from a business perspective just help me understand what's going on here and most of the time with these kinds of folks they they can't really answer anything they just they just have some itch that needs to be scratched that not everything that they do scratches the itch and you know, so they just kind of flitter from one thing to another thing to another. Thing. And it's fine. It's your life. You can do whatever you want. Just from a pure business perspective, it kind of fascinates me. And I think about this clock speed kind of a metaphor. I think about the capacity and I think, you know, you could invest your time in, in that, that one thing and man alive, you could push that thing so much higher but because of the distractions of these other four things that you're chasing, that thing never does quite achieve what it otherwise could achieve. I, I just, I find that kind of remarkable. And I know a number of people, this is how they live there. And it's fine. I don't, it's their life. I don't, I'm not judging it. I just, I'm always trying to understand why I'm trying to understand you're involved in four different enterprises, five, six, sometimes way more. And here's one that's head and shoulders better than the rest of them. Head and shoulders, more profitable, head and shoulders, uh, bigger opportunities, less resistance. And it's just kind of fascinating to me why some people, that's not where they put their emphasis. But yet I find that in our personal lives, we largely we do the same thing that thing that is easy for us we're largely like the person taking the the prescription medication that hey it's helping me be better so hey time to get off of it no you're better because you're taking it lean into it keep on taking it keep on progressing keep on getting better and we could do the same thing when it comes to our capacity when it comes to the thing that we could probably most achieve the thing that comes easily for us and we are good at it. And if we would give it more emphasis, we could be even better at it. What is that for you? Think about what that is for you. Solicit the input from people around you. Find out what do they perceive you being really good at? Something that even from their viewpoint, they look at you and they think, you know, it just doesn't seem that hard for you. This seems to be something that comes to you rather easily. That's your clock speed. 
Do you wish you were a brainiac? Yeah, me neither. <laughs> it's a good thing. It's a good thing I don't wish that because I'm not. I got way more questions than answers, but you knew that already. Hey, thanks for clicking play. Greatly appreciate you. I'm getting I'm getting people that are asking to join the Facebook group, and I'm sorry. I hate to be just such a you-know-what, but when you can't answer the one question that is asked, I mean, it just makes me suspicious. I'm not going to say that I've never let anybody in that gets the wrong answer, but I mean, if you get the wrong answer, then these people have not even clicked play once. Because I give you the answer. I give you the answer at the front of the show. I give you the answer at the back of the show. It's just not that hard. But if you want to join the Facebook group, just go to the website, leaningtowardwisdom.com, and click the Facebook icon. It'll take you there. Trying to get the kinks worked out here inside the Yellow Studio 2.0 or 3.0. Sorry. I don't know. I don't know if I'm ever going to do it or not. I'm working on it, so we'll see. Probably by the time I record the next time, I'll have the uh, the road version 2, the Roadcaster Pro 2. I don't know what difference that'll make. Probably not any. The acoustics are the main thing, because I do have a little bit of an echo. Well, I don't have a little bit. I have way bigger an echo than I have ever had before, but it's fine. You don't care. I hope that you're leaning into where your clock speed is the highest. And I hope you got people around you who can help you do that. I hope to be one voice in your earbuds to help you figure that out. Because you and I both know that's the work. The work is leaning toward wisdom, modern tales of an ancient pursuit, We are just trying to lean more heavily into wisdom and lean away from our own foolishness. And that is summed up in the phrase, we're just trying to figure this out. Full well knowing we're never going to have it fully figured out. But we can get better. Always, we can get better. My name is Randy Cantrell. LeaningTowardWisdom.com is the website. Greetings and welcome inside the Yellow Studio 2.0.